TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damien Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is The Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into our lives. And I have the fortunate uh, pleasure to be actually in Damien's den here. <laughs> That's what you told me station. five minutes ago. I was wondering where you were going with that one, I was saying. <laughs> wondering where you were going. Uh, Damien and I are using uh, at his place right now, recording with Rats in Adelaide. And uh, this is pretty exciting. It's uh, pretty cool to be able to do a wellness side call actually at a reasonable time for you guys. I oh, know, it's amazing. I'm, not, I'm, I'm actually I'm engaged. I won't be distracted. It'll be amazing. Can it you is. I can actually keep him on task uh, and not side, being sidetracked. But I was sidetracked because you were introducing the show. And I was like, oh, this is what it looks like when Lawrence does the intro. And then I forgot to introduce myself. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, guys, listen, this is going to be a very interesting show, and it might actually kind of create a bit of controversy, if not, uh, at least push a lot of buttons. And um, I think it will, oh, I guess it's going to enlighten a lot of people to a lot of listeners because this is something that we need to talk about. Mm. It's something that a lot of people don't realize how bad it actually is. Mm. So I'm going to let Brett introduce this topic because he's going to throw some stats that's going to absolutely shock you. So, mm. Brett, I want to take it over. Yeah, absolutely. So really, this whole episode is going to be about um, our medical system and about what we call iatrogenesis, which is iatrogenesis is essentially medical misadventure. You know, so it's uh, it's medical error, it's side effects from uh, medications, it's uh, side effects from surgeries, from being in hospitals, all of those sort of things. And and so we're going to talk a little bit about our medical system and how that's working, and then we're going to talk about you know I guess how it's not working. Um, and not wanting to, you know, bash anyone or, you know, we just want to talk about the facts here and say, look, this is what's going on. Uh, and perhaps, you know, this is how we can do it better as well. So, you know, if we look at our medical care system here in Australia, and, and I'm going to use a few Australian stats to start off with, and we'll get to some US ones a little bit later on as well. But if we look in Australia, we spend about $130 billion a year on healthcare. It's a lot, isn't it? We're spending a huge amount of money. And and if you look at it, we're actually only spending about 2 to 3% of that money, of that amount on prevention. So... You know, we're very much dealing in a sick care system or a disease care system, not a you know a health or a wellness care system that we'd certainly promote on the wellness guys. And you know it's important to understand as well that even when you look at that that tiny amount that's being pre- spent on prevention, then most of that's actually being spent on what we would call early detection mm. rather than prevention. So that's true. you know rather than actually truly trying to stop the disease from happening, what we're doing is trying to catch it early. Yeah. Now, not saying that's not a good thing, but it's not prevention. You know, it, it's catching it early. It's what and they so, call um, prevention of death, but it's not prevention of illness. So they, you know, yeah. the delay of the inevitable um, yeah. is what they're trying to, you know, that's what they call prevention at the moment. Yeah, and so look, if you have a look at the the stats, you know, we look at our population in Australia, and we can see that about seventy seven percent of our population have some kind of chronic long term health condition. So a, a condition that's been going for longer than six months. Now, I want you to think about that for a sec. Seventy seven percent. You know, that's that's now the norm in our society is to have some sort of chronic disease. You know, if you don't have one, then you're the odd one out. Yeah, and uh, and that's pretty scary. Like that's pretty sad. Yeah. And so um so we thought we might go on and then talk about I guess this you know why that's happening. Why why have we got ourselves into this situation? And really, it is this this over reliance on drugs and surgery as a as a, I guess a primary intervention. You know, we're certainly not saying that they shouldn't be there, but we're saying that they should be a crisis care model. You know, when you get to that crisis, then thank God they're there and they do amazing things. And we'll talk a little bit later about some of the doctors who are doing amazing things with this stuff. Yep. Um, 
But ideally, we'd like to prevent it before you get to that stage. We'd like you not to have to have drugs and surgery because if you have a look at the stats around people using these drugs and surgery, they're, they're pretty scary. I think, Damo, do you want to talk about some of those stats? Yeah, absolutely. We were bringing the US stats here. We're going to talk more about yeah, those Australian well, ones. Because that report that we read uh, from 2001 said that uh, if you went into the hospital system, if you went into the acute care hospital system, you were 40 times more likely to die um, from something that you contracted in the hospital than actually having a car accident. That is insane. Yeah. That blows my mind. Yeah. And 400 times more likely to die from a disease that you caught in the hospital than if you worked in a chemical industry factory. Wow. It's scary, isn't it? Because we've got all these huge public campaigns, don't we, about you know being safe on the road and not speeding and you know driving safely and all that, you know, not drink driving. We've got these huge public campaigns, yet, yet this iatrogenesis, this you know, this massive issue that's affecting so many people is just not getting spoken about publicly in the same way. How many people die each year on the roads here in Australia? Is it? Well, I couldn't tell you, Damon. Can you a thousand people? Can you imagine like this commercial is actually don't go to your hospital because <laughs> it's a time rescue. <laughs> yeah. It's just insane. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's unheard of. Obviously, the hospital's there for a reason. I mean, they're obviously, obviously, like you said with Brett, um, that they're important. I mean, we go there obviously to to help ourselves and acute care, but it, it's uh, it is a problem, and the process is a problem, and. Uh, it, 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 you know these stats for a reason. These stats actually help us enlighten us. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's kind of scary when you actually walk into a hospital. Like I know sometimes I have to go to a hospital to go and adjust a patient or something. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's a really icky environment. My yeah. father-in-law was in hospital. Uh, he, you know, he was a quadriplegic. Yeah, that's right. That was uh, for, you know, two two years in the hospital. And the amount of, no- like, you want to talk about noise pollution. I know it's kind of going off topic, but noise pollution. Man, I don't know how the body can heal when they got siren, the beepers going off, the machines beside them. Machines that go bing. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. It's just so Terrible. noisy. And the body is so stressed just from listening to that stuff. And grumpy, yeah. just, grumpy people too. Mm. Heaps of grumpy people. Anyway, sorry. Sorry to go off topic there, Brett. No, it's it's such a good point though, LT. Like, I know I had an experience recently adjusting a little girl in hospital here in, in South Australia and, and I wish I could tell the story because it's an awesome story but we're not allowed to tell those stories as chiropractors anymore. Um, yeah. But... Yeah. But you know, just going into that hospital and seeing, have you, know, you heard, bath- have you heard uh, any stories of any other chiropractors that might have done the same thing? <laughs> in Adelaide, in Adelaide, I'm going to leave it alone on this call, Damon. I'm not going to go there because it could get a long story to get sidetracked. <laughs> but the, uh, the, the point of it is that you know, going in there and speaking to the parents of this little girl and and seeing just the battle they were having um, just to try and feed their girl real food. You know, like they, they were just being bombarded with this hospital food and being actually given real grief because they wanted to feed her something different. They actually wanted to feed her real food. Um, and then the ba- let alone the battles they had when they started questioning what medication she was giving and whether that was really the right dose or whether they could perhaps trial a half dose and see how that would go or, you know, whether, well, hey, you know, she's had some adverse reactions to this particular one. Is there something else we could try? And and just just the the attitude they got and the challenges they had just from asking a few simple questions and, you know, whether things could be done differently was actually astounding. It, it really shocked me. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it's just an eye-opening experience. Hey. Yeah. Well, let's let's go into some details of some of these um, stats because we have, we continue some of the Australian stuff, but let's look at the U.S. stats. Okay, um, there's 
what these were from a 2000 report as i'm from imagine from 2000 uh, yeah they're pretty old pretty old but um i think they're still relevant it's obviously a lot worse now but uh, i think it's important hasn't improved no it definitely has not improved it's gotten worse so let's throw these stats around for a little bit so you can actually get a perspective of what's going on out there Twelve thousand deaths uh due to unnecessary surgery unnecessary surgery we're talking about seven thousand due to medication errors what's what's an unnecessary surgery what would that be well, I'm guessing it's either they've they've gone in and operated on the wrong thing accidentally. Like Maybe they've operated on the wrong side accidentally. Oh, yeah. You know, sometimes you hear these stories of like they've done the left side, not supposed to do the right side, and you know those sort of things, which is well, pretty scary. Yeah, well, it'll be like a non-urgent surgery, yeah. like maybe yeah, you know breast augmentation or something like that. Well, oh, possibly. Yeah, yeah, things like that. I would imagine. Yeah, seven thousand due to medication errors. That's uh, pretty scary. Um, Twenty thousand due to other errors in the hospital. Eighty thousand due to. I can't even pronounce that. Infection. Just <laughs> that word and go with infections, LT. That's a infection. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, you know, that's affecting my Chinglish here. So um, I'm not going to go there. That's, that's four syllables. That's right. It's way too many syllables for me. Uh, so why don't you just take over from here? No, well, okay. Well, then the next study is, which is amazing, 106,000 due to non-error, but the negative effects of drugs. So yeah. it's not that it was a mistake. It was the right drug given at the right time to the right person for the right reasons that resulted in their death. Mm. Yeah. That's so essentially that's what is considered by the medical community to be an acceptable risk, right? They've, they've said, well, look, we know these side effects happen uh, and we're okay with that. We, I love we that. still think that, that, that it's worth doing. Acceptable risk. Yeah, I love the, uh, the term side effects, by the way. Like yeah. it's, it's like a side effect. Is it? Is it? There's a front effect, and there's a side effect, and there's a back effect. Like, What's the rear effect? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is. It's just an effect. Like a drug has an yeah. effect. Yeah. Um, it has all these effects. One of them yeah. is supposedly that's going to make you better, but there's also the other effect that can harm you at the same time. So, you know, yeah. we got to realize the wording of it. Side effect makes it seem like it's okay, but it's, yeah. not, it's still an effect. Yeah, or accidental or whatever it is. But it's you know, it's a known effect. It's yeah. not the effect that they want. That's right. Yeah. And so when you add all those up, you end up with 225,000 deaths per year in the States. And bear in mind, this is, you know, these numbers are 13 years old now, but 225,000 deaths per year. Now, we know at the moment that there's about 2.5 million deaths per year in the States. So that's, that's at least 10%, because I'm guessing that's gone up in that, in that period of time. So we're talking at least 10% um, of deaths in America are caused by this iatrogenesis. And I know this numbers would be very, very similar here in Australia. Well, they were um, back in 2001, weren't they? Like the, the numbers yeah. that we saw from the 2001 report here in Australia were very, very similar. Yeah. Um, and the, re- look, the reason why we're quoting old stats is because we can't find the new stats. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's bound to be new stats out there, but we just couldn't find them. I'm sure people will uh, Facebook this on, yeah. online and tell I us the real stats. So yeah, please sure do that because we would love to and, hear that. And the other point you were making before we came on LT was about medical error as well. Mm. So, um, you know, we're obviously saying that, you know, this is, in, this is the, uh, the errors from doing the right thing, mm. uh, but it's not including what happens when, you know, the wrong thing happens, which unfortunately does happen. That's right. Um, and so that 10% then actually is going to go up significantly more when we increase that, that medical error. I think you had a, a figure for that, LT. I, I remember that from, I mean, it's, I can't find the, the research that I did, but I remember I was close to a million, a million people. It was about 980,000 um, yeah. uh, of deaths. And uh, that's huge. That's, that's like, that's a year per year. It's not like really a million deaths. Yeah. Yeah, now, a lot of people may listen to this call and go, wow, that's a lot of people. Boom, like 225 deaths, you know, um, that's a lot. But 225,000, sorry. Let's, let's think about what that actually means, right? We actually did the calculation on this. Now, yeah. What's relevant now is the, the A380 jumbo jet plane. Yeah, it's a big plane. I like talking planes because it gives you a perspective. You know, it takes ages to load up all the people onto a plane. Yeah. Like, they go in three, Ever. you know, to get onto, a, onto an A380, you've got three different levels. Like, you've got... 
the business class, which is yeah. that's only available if you. It's where Damien is. You got yeah. first class. It's where Lawrence is. He, you know, he's the kind of guy that travels, you know, <laughs> yeah. business, business class from Adelaide to Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, you've got three different because there's so many people got to get on this plane. Three different, you know, run like yeah, walkways to get on this plane. It takes nearly an hour to fill the plane with both the passengers as well as. All the cargo and all that sort of it's stuff. A huge, it's, an it's a huge, it's a massive turnaround. Anyway, this this plane, if it crashed, would be a disaster. Like just one of these planes, four hundred and something passengers. It on would the be plane. news Imagine all it. over the world. Just, right? just one plane, yeah. just one of them. And thank God, touch or thank whichever God you believe in, um, and touch wood that we haven't seen any A three eighties go down. There's been near misses, hasn't there? Like you look mm-hmm. at the Qantas one, blew off a door, um, lost a wheel, or lost an engine. That's right, lost an engine. That was Rolls Royce, wasn't it? It was uproar. There was uproar. It nearly crashed. It nearly crashed. Well, according to the stats that we've just shared with you, it would be in the vicinity of about 10 A380s falling out of the sky, exploding into massive clouds of flames and everything, absolute carnage and death of every single person, including the pilots, the captains, the crew, everybody, everyone would die on these planes, 10 of them, every single week for a whole year. Every week. 10 planes a week. A week. Yeah. It blows you away, doesn't it? And bear in mind, that's just just in the States. Like That's not including yeah. the, you know, the entire rest of the world, right? Because if we included the whole world, yeah. then that's going to be significantly more than 10. Now, this is considered acceptable risk. This is what blows my mind because, you know, what we do as chiropractors and what natural medicine practitioners do on a daily basis is, you know, we, we, we do things that many other people would consider our practices to be unsafe, wouldn't they? Like, people are scared to go see a yeah. chiropractor. Many yeah. people are scared to go take some herbs because they've been told, oh, be careful, it could kill you. Um, or I heard about my auntie's, uncle's, cousin's, boyfriend's sister who had a chiropractic adjustment that you know paralysed her down uh, one side of her body. Be careful of that sort of stuff. But we're talking about 10 jumbo jets, A380s falling out of the sky. And, and I'll I, tell you, Tamo, it's amazing that those 10 dump jumbo jets, you know, they don't make the paper. They right? don't, no, they don't the paper. Can you imagine, if there was one death yeah. from a chiropractor, yeah. right, one death, where do you reckon it would be in the paper? Yeah, front like, page. You know, it would be like one death, front page, this is yeah. what's going on. Chiropractic's dangerous. And that's that's where the frustration comes in, I guess. And, and you know, it's important to talk about what we talked about, you know, that, that acceptable risk. Because one thing we need to be aware of when we're talking that acceptable risk is that's based on the research that's available. It's based on the information that's out there. Yeah. And what we've been seeing at the moment is that a lot of that information that's out there carries a large degree of bias. Yeah, um, and one of the biggest issues in terms of this bias is that there's no compulsion for, uh, for companies or for people doing research to publish their research. Okay. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. Right? So let's imagine we had, a, we had a drug and we were wanting to test it. And we did 10 different studies, okay? And three of those studies came back positive, said, yeah, this drug's the best drug in the world. Mm-hmm. Seven of them came back negative and said, look, this is just no good. You know, the, the risk, the benefits do not outweigh the risk. Yeah. Um, and so this isn't something that should go on the market. So, you know, you balance that up and you'd say, hey, look, this is probably not the one we should put on the market. You know, the, the, the risk is greater than the benefit. Um, so we shouldn't do it. What happens, unfortunately, though, is sometimes only those three positive ones or maybe you know, three positive ones and one negative one actually end up getting published. Um, and if you look at the studies, what they show is that the risk of the negative one not getting published goes up depending on who's funding the study. Mm-hmm. And so if it's, uh, if it's pharmaceutical-funded research, then that tends to be a much higher chance that that's, that's not going to get published if it's a negative study. Mm-hmm. 
And so we start seeing a real bias in terms of this research. So even though we're saying, well, look, yes, all these people died, but it was an acceptable risk, we've got to start now thinking, well, was it really an acceptable risk? Did the benefits really outweigh the risks? And and we see this, don't we, when when some of these drugs get taken off of the market. I mean, I know Vioxx was one of the big ones we saw, and, and there were you know hundreds yeah. of thousands of people dying each year from Vioxx, which was a, an arthritis medication. Yeah. And and we were told for years that the benefits far outweighed the risk. But but when it came down to it, when we actually saw the cold hard figures, we went, actually, no, not even close. Just you know? while we're on that, can we just quickly talk about HRT just for a sec? I think this is something that. that we really need to talk about. And I know that we haven't got enough time. We've only got, you know, what, 15 minutes left to go of this particular podcast. So we can't go into too much detail here about it. But HRT, which was hormone replacement therapy, um, essentially put back into women's bodies the hormones that apparently their body was no longer allowed to or able to produce, which resulted in them having hot flushes. And, you know, the idea was that if you could decrease hot flushes, then maybe there might be some other effects that might be hugely beneficial to the woman who took HRT. Now, this was, they called it HRT and they gave, you know, effectively a similar sort of dose of hormone replacement to uh, women who were going through their menopause, which is the cessation of their menstrual cycle, um, equivalent sort of amount to what you would get from a stronger pill, like a... 35 milligram type pill you know i don't i won't mention um, names but you know it, it usually has a name and then a 28 or a name and then a 35 um and so these these stronger type pills were you know very similar to what they, these women were taking as hrt now a retrospect not even a retrospective study it was a, actually it was a retrospective study they they did a study that spanned 10 years to look at over i think it was thirty thousand women and to see what actually happened in terms of um, relative risk of breast cancer and heart disease and all these sorts of things. And immediately, when they recognized what was going on, they pulled HRT off the market. Do you remember that? Do you remember that actually happening? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so they, they pulled HRT off the market. So what they then did was said that HRT was the bad one, but they ignored the pill, the Mirena, the Implanon, the you know all the other things that women can do to actually take supplemental hormone replacement therapy mm. they ignored that and said well that's all irrelevant however we still see increasing risk of breast cancer cervical cancer um, heart disease in women who actually take contraceptive pills and and other and, and use other devices that secrete hormones into their body like the you know the depot type things and the the IUD devices so it is concerning that it still gets out there but is rebranded as another name yeah, it's, it's absolutely amazing. And, and uh, when you talk about things like that, it always reminds me of uh, Dr. Chris Kent and Patchen Temple always talks about on purpose. He, and back when I was listening to stuff when I was a student, he was called Follow the Money Trail. Yeah. And it's amazing when you follow the money trail. And this is this is just the way the system works, that when you follow the money trail, you got to look behind. It's like, you know, a couple of episodes, episodes ago, we talked a lot about food labeling and what to look out for. It's the same thing. We also have to look behind, we've got to look at the label of these treatments and see where the research companies are actually coming from. Where is the research coming from? It's actually most, most of them, well, let's imagine like yeah. 99% yeah, yeah. of them yeah, yeah. are funded by the company that actually is prescribing the drug. That's it. And so therefore, there's going to be bias. They're not going to show all the results. And we all know the conspiracy theories behind that. But yeah. it's true. It's, it's not really a conspiracy theory. It is the actual yeah, it's not, truth yeah, it's behind not it. a conspiracy theory. It's there. Everyone knows it. Yeah, and so you know, when Brett, uh, you know, introduced this call, talked about a little bit about um, how why it's you know about prevention care is actually about trying to early detection and not really about prevention. Well, because there's no money 
in prevention mm. in a way. Mm. You know, there's no money for the drug companies or the pharmaceutical company um, for prevention. And I get it why they do it. I mean, they got their shareholders. Yeah. They're running a company. They're trying it. to make profit. They're trying to make money. Totally. But it has no relevance to your health or your wellness. And their job is to help you, uh, well, not help you, but their job <laughs> is to make sure that you get sick in a way and for you to take their drugs to get better. But it actually makes sure. Oh, I mean, I, I, that's where the money trail comes from. And you got to really look out for that. And it's the system that we have to work at. And there's a lot of money being passed around to spend a lot of money to advertise to doctors, yes. right? And there's nothing against the doctors because it's just a system that doctors are so overwhelmed, like with the amount of stuff that they need to know. Coughs and colds. Yes. I mean, but all this, but the, them, they need to understand the side effects of all the drugs. Yeah, they need to, they don't yeah. have enough information yeah. about research of all everything. And they got to trust yeah. the reps, that yeah. come, the representatives from the drug companies to tell them the truth. Yeah. And the hard part about that is that, well, you know, they, you're going to have to listen to them. When, how long does it take us to actually reach or something? I mean, these medical doctors, I mean, honestly, poor medical doctors, they, yeah. they got so many drug effects that yeah. they have to consider. And there's new drugs on market all the time. All the time, that's it. And mm. so there's so much money poured into that to, to help the, the doctors. Now, it, not long ago, like I was talking about maybe 10 years ago, if you notice, especially in America and Canada, where, where I used to live, when I almost I left Canada about uh, 11 years ago, the advertising in, on television, every commercial break, Right, you started seeing at least at least one commercial break. Uh, at least one of those commercial was some sort of drug. Yeah, they were smart because people at that age, around you know, back in the two thousand two model, that's when the internet was there. So people can start researching. So guess what? They started marketing towards the patients, people yeah. like you. They start advertising with you to say, you know, what? you need to tell your doctor that you should consider this taking this drug. We're lucky here in Australia that we, you can't do drug, uh, direct-to-consumer drug advertising. So, mm. we, you know, it's illegal in Australia. But in the States and in New Zealand, and I think in Canada, Canada as well, yeah. you can still do it. But nowhere else in the world can you do direct-to-consumer drug advertising for prescribed drugs anywhere else in the world. It's just those three countries. So they get totally milked. They get done. Yeah, and doctors are getting pressure from the patients, yeah. getting pressure from from the pharmaceutical drugs. I mean, they're stuck. I know. know? And that's the, the system is just built for failure. Yeah, and it's amazing, LT. They're asking for Viagra, you know, because they get told you might have erectile dysfunction. That's one thing that can drive. And it's just, or you might have, you know, you got a slight chest pain there, Lawrence. It, it might not be anything else other than, you know, high cholesterol. So you're going to take a cholesterol drug. Yeah, and it sounds so cynical when you say it, LT, doesn't it? It sounds like a really cynical thing, and it sounds like a bit of a conspiracy theory. But until you consider just how powerful this money trail is, like you just all you, all you have to do is look back at the cigarette industry yeah, you know, and, and just look back and say because you know the tendency for everyone is to say look no one's that bad no one's that evil like no one would do this no one would put people's health at risk just for money you know it, it just you know it, it does sound really conspiracy theory when you say that out loud but if you look at the example of those cigarette companies and just how corrupt they were how much they hid the evidence hid the truth deliberately lied yeah. basically to to provide that bottom line to provide money for their shareholders yeah. um and you know it's just such a stark warning to say well you know what there are people out there who will do this for the dollar who will do this to make money for their shareholders and to make money for themselves and so um you know all you needed to do is look at that example and it kind of reminds you hey do you know what this might be a bit more than just a you know a conspiracy yeah. Listen, um, there's a lot of things why this is the case, and I, but I want to go into the whys. Like, I mean, we yeah. kind of think we kind of talked a little bit about. I really want to look at the solutions. Like, yeah. you know, what are some of the alternatives, and how can we go around it? And so, number one, I think, yeah, number one is 
don't be in the system. Yeah, keep out of it. Like yeah, it's yeah, just, it's yeah. just, you got to find everything possible way to make sure you're not in the system. Now, number two yeah. is make sure your family's not going to be in the system, yeah, right? Your own yeah. kids. Don't get sucked in. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and the system, what I'm talking about going into the system by making sure, the other way you can do that is making sure that you stay healthy and, yes. and well. That's right. And listen to the wellness guys. Listen to the wellness guys. That's Go right, to the wellness right. couch. Now, yes. Brett, tell us a little bit about that new podcast that's coming out that, you know, my people might be really interested in. Yeah, I think it's going to be perfect and it, it fits in so well with this show because, once again, it's really important to understand that you know we're generalizing about a healthcare system here. We're, we're generalizing about a medical system and perhaps even about doctors here. And, uh, and that's really not fair because, because there are yep. doctors out there, there are people out there in all these professions who are doing a fantastic job, who are doing some amazing stuff. And, uh, and so we've done some really cool interviews on our show with you know, people like Carol Hungerford, who is from the uh, Australasian, I think, College of Nutritional and Environmental Medicine. Yep. And, uh, and we had Ron Ehrlich, who is a dentist, who's you know, doing some amazing stuff in dentistry. And so you know, we thought, hey, what we really need is some people from this medical side of things, some, some GPs, some dentists, some you know, people from these organizations like ACNAM to, to come and give this information from their side as well. So we've got a new show coming. It's called The Good Doctors. Um, and it's really exciting. It's going to launch in the next couple of weeks. The, the hosts, uh, it's going to be hosted by Ron Ehrlich, who, we, who, as I said, was the dentist we interviewed. Um, and that was a great his, interview, wasn't it? How good was that interview? Oh, he was so good. If you haven't heard that one, make sure you go back and listen to it. And uh, his co-host is going to be a doctor also from ACNEM, and I'm going to forget her last name. It's Michelle, and it's Wolf. It's either Wolford or Woolhouse. I think I've actually just momentarily forgotten that, but, <laughs> but she's awesome as well. It's going to be just a, a brilliant show. I, I'm really looking forward to it. I definitely want to hear it. Um, and I think it's going to really help open up our wellness messages to a whole other sector of society, a whole other sector of our population because they are doctors, because they're coming from that side of the equation. And it's going to help really round out our couch. Yeah. And uh, and I'm just so excited. I can't wait to hear it. Well, I think one of the things is that when you have bring people like that on board, it actually creates this uh, massive shift in creating wellness. And this is what we started this show about. And now we expand it to you know, six, seven shows is about mm-hmm. creating wellness. Now, I think the last point we want to leave off here is the difference between wellness care and sick care, right? Uh, or acute care. The thing is, is that we need to understand that, or all of us need to understand, when you have a problem, it's not about... Uh, just getting it done as quickly as possible and, and getting it fixed as quickly as possible and forgetting and ignoring everything else. It's about really focusing on every on, on getting well and health, healthy and realize that every choice you make every single day, the foods that you put into your mouth, the you know the choice of um, even toothpaste that you use, you know sure. yeah. whether you drink this type of water or another type of water, yeah. all those choices add up to whether you are actually moving towards wellness or you're moving towards sickness. Yeah. And yeah. please realize that you are where you are because of all the choices you've made so far to get to where you are, and you can't change that. So that, let's not look in the past. Let's focus on what you can do from now on after you're listening to this call. Um, what are the choices you can make moving forward? What can you choose? What kind of food you're gonna um, to, to, to move forward to actually create change in you to actually create health and wellness. Now, Brett, I know you want to say something, so uh, go Yeah, I, I just want to say, like, I, so often you hear people and they're talking about this and what they want to do is they want to, you know, break up the power of the pharmaceutical companies. You know, they want to, you know, reduce the political lobbyist and, you know, reduce the influence of, you know, the politics of, you know, health and wellness and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you really want to make a change in health and well-being, if you really want to make a change in the politics and, and that money trail that you spoke about, 
then the way to make a change is actually to change your behaviours. It, yeah. It's you know the money goes where people spend it. You got to vote so, with your feet. You got to vote with your yeah, feet. Exactly. You've yeah. got to vote with your feet. You've got to start spending your money on wellness and prevention. Yep. You've got to make sure that you're not feeding that system. That you're not one of those people that, that's going to be reliant on you know the drugs and the surgery if possible. Obviously, there's crises that occur that, that mean that that's you know it's necessary that that's there. That's true. But you want to minimize the usage of that as much as possible. Mm. And and in the end of the day, that's the way to break the cycle is to actually do different behaviours. It's um yeah it's it's fantastic exactly what we want to say is I mean guys the, the last thing message we want to create to you is that you got to take care of you and your family mm. and your friends around mm. you yeah. and it, we can't rely on the government we yeah. have to rely on ourselves and yes. this is we you know this is a society now we got to rely on communities and communities just like you the fans of the wellness guys yeah. the fans of the wellness couch you got to spread the word yeah. you got to spread like I'm not saying about necessarily spread the word for us I'm t- I'm saying Take the message of what we're trying to teach you yeah. or saying and yeah. tell your friends and family about it yeah. so that they can start to evolve and start to change. It's not going to happen overnight. It's going to make but it will happen. It will happen. Yeah, that's so right. It's going to shift it. <laughs> <laughs> you like that, Brent? Hey, <laughs> Lawrence is going, yes, that's correct. That's right. I mean, <laughs> but you, you do have to, you got to walk with it, march with your feet. And uh, if you don't do it, then we will continue to find ourselves in, in, in strife. We're in strife. And uh, yeah, but you know, make some better decisions. Invest some time and money in seeing you know people that can help you well i really hope that you got a lot out of today's shows because i think i know we got a lot of passionate about things and because that's you know we're really passionate about these things because it's it's your life that matters at the moment and we really really do care for you so go to the wellnessguys.com because that's where we all the podcast shows are there but most importantly go to facebook.com slash the wellness guys to tell us about maybe some you might know some stats we haven't actually shared one um, updated ones which is good and uh, tell us what you think maybe you've had uh, uh, friends or family that have actually gone through the system that has um, lost a leg yeah or just had some bad effects or bad surgery or, bad drugs yeah or even had a good experience which is just what you can say good experiences so. yeah sure good to hear those yeah exactly so I hope you uh, pass this message on to everybody else that, you, that listens to our show make sure you subscribe to our um, podcast and emails on the wellness guys but make sure you go to wellness Gu- the wellness couch which is our new show with oh, brand new shows coming up every week it seems like which yeah. is ridiculous yeah like 100 um, not out yeah well, I'll tell you all about that one day yeah, it's yeah. coming out it's coming out yeah. so um, I'm, Brett do you have anything else to say you want to tell everybody to as a lasting comment no I think I think I'm done LT although I will say check out that paleo show which has just started this week so you make sure you check that out too yeah I was just trying to give you a plug to yeah, plug yeah. yourself we knew you were going to plug, <laughs> we knew you were gonna plug it I know, it's so exciting we wrote it down we actually scribbled to each other yeah that's right no, alright guys well in between tic tac toe <laughs> I think this might be the last time I'm going to do a podcast here with you <laughs> it's too distracting alright guys so until next week begin creating wells into your lives lead by example and let's change the world's health together join us next week on the Wells Guy Show this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. <laughs>